0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 63 of the Psychology World Podcast with me Con Wiley and today's episode is on how can social media benefit us. This is a great episode and I really, really enjoyed it. And it is Friday the 27th of November 2020 as I recall this. So moving on to the psychology news section. So we've been from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. Okay, and there's some quite good articles here. So people are more positive about hacking when they feel that they've been treated unfairly. Well, this should be interesting. Type the word hacker into any stock image search engine, and you'll be greeted with pages and pages of images of someone sitting in a corner typing threateningly on their laptop, and more often than not, wearing a balaclava or Guy Fawkes mask. That Matrix in aspired 1970. An aesthetic of a green code on black is still prevalent, and it still applies that hackers have inertly nefarious ends. More recently, however, the idea of hacking as a pro-social activity has gained more attention. Earlier this year, one group of hackers made headlines for donating a 10000 dollars worth of bitcoin to two charities, the result of what they said was the extortion of millions of dollars from international companies. While the charities declined the donations, social media responses were more mixed, with some praising the hackers, and a new study finds that our view over hacking is somewhat malleable. When people were treated unfairly and institutions responsible did not want to readdress these grievances, they felt more positive about hacking, who targeted the source of their anger. So this I do sort of understand, because... If you've watched some certain crime programs, then sometimes you understand why the killer or the criminal did it. Now, I'm not saying that's right. At the end of the day, they still broke the law. But you can understand why. So I really do understand the findings of this experiment. So I don't know. It's a really interesting study. I won't say too much on it because, um, you know, like morality, legality, (laughs) like all that, but you can definitely understand it. And, uh, yeah, and it's such a difficult one because, yes, these charities would benefit from it. But again, they would benefit from a legal activity, so I don't know, it's a tough one, but really interesting. Okay, so another one is, recipients of a thank you letters are more touched than we expect. We've all been there, feeling so grateful for a friend or colleague that we hack the idea of sending them a thank you message. But then we worry about how to phrase it, and then we figure it probably won't mean much to them anyway. If anything, it could, be, it could all be a bit awkward so we don't bother. Definitely been there. Does this sound familiar? According to a pair of US psychologists, a common failure of perspective means that a lot of us underestimate the positive impact on others and ourselves of expressing gratitude, meaning that we miss out on a simple way to improve our social relations and well-being. So this I really, really understand because I think that we're all quite guilty of this because... I think there's been tons of times where I've personally wanted to thank people or I've wanted to send a message, but I think it would, like, sound weird. I'm not sure if I'm going to phrase it right. But at the end of the day, though, I know it would help that person. But again, though, because I don't know how to phrase it and I don't want to come across as weird, well, weirder than I already am, (laughs) then I don't send it. So I really, really do understand this. So I think the takeaway from this news update is just, if you want to send a message, if you if you want to send a nice message that thanks people, do it. Have fun with it. Be kind. And that's something that I need to learn for myself there. Okay, so the last one is, here's how the brain responds when we feel our parents' joys. You scrape off the panel on a lottery stretch card and you're the winner. Sure, that never happens. <laughs> okay, so um, brain imaging would show a burst of activity in the region known as the... Nucleus accumbens in the eventual stigma, I'm saying it's completely wrong, a region known to cope the impact of reward-related stimuli, such as getting money. But how would the brain handle our so-called victorious joy, vicarious joy, the type you feel if you're scraping winning panel from a relative stretch card or even a stranger's is not well understood. Now a new study shows that while there are similarities, there are some important differences, notably the participants' brain responded differently when they won money for their mother versus their father. So this I think is really interesting because again it goes into brain psychology and biological psychology. So it's really like important, and this I think is actually quite interesting. And this I don't actually know what to say on, so I'm think I'm just gonna like, skim over that. So it's really like interesting. If you have any thoughts, then I would like love to know them. Okay. So hopefully you've enjoyed the psychology news section. So let's move on to the personal update. Moving on to the personal update, so this week I've had some great lectures, like this week's been one of the best weeks for lectures, so I just want to comment on a few. So my social psychology lecture for this week was on sexism and gender, even though it was titled gender, but it was all about sexism, okay, so anyways, and the real focus on on the lecture was benevolent sexism, is it actually sexist, which I thought was quite interesting because yes it is, and for people who don't know what benevolent sexism is, it's um, sexism, which is where you uh, say that a uh, women, yeah, but, like women are perfect, women are wonderful, and, and behind every great man is a woman. Yeah, and it's sort of like sexism, like that's like it's more positive sexism, but at the end of the day, though, it's still you're still putting down women you know, because uh, I don't know, I really don't know how to like frame it, and I probably should, and I probably should like looked at my like, research notes so like behind it but anyway though anyway though but so a benevolent sexism uh, was really like interesting so the reason why i actually wanted to comment on it is that i've actually heard this quite a few times at different places some of it at university some of it in like other places so whenever we encounter any type of sexism whether it's hostile like um women are rubbish and women are like weak and everything or benevolent sexism which is a supposedly the more positive version even though it actually is not in the slightest then I think it's really important just to challenge it but another um, lecture that I had like this whole week was on children and the media so this was all about how technology impacts children so this I thought was really really interesting uh, this lecture because it basically turns out that children cannot learn from video they cannot learn from cartoons and this is the grossly oversimplified version but and I was actually going to do today's episode on it but that thought occurred at the beginning of the lecture. By the end of the lecture, I had so many notes. It was just like, no, I cannot boil this down to a single podcast episode. Like, I could probably do about five podcast episodes on it, but I think that'd be a bit boring for everyone. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that was just like really like interesting, uh, yeah, but interesting. And the main point from that is that children, like infants, toddlers, really young children, basically children as a whole, they probably cannot learn from that, video, is that because even the older children, they probably can't. Yes, yeah, so that I thought was really like, interesting. And I've been writing this great report uh, for my statistics, which I'm uh, glad that it's basically done because I've just got the, all the tedious formatting. And, and the most of you have been at like, universities, I think we can all remember the pains of the APA formatting. <laughs> oh, God, it's just horrific. And I mean, it's just so tedious. Okay. Um, yes. Oh, but I do have a great book recommendation for you. Yeah, like for you, know, for you all, which I've been like reading like this week. Well, dabbling. I'm reading it properly like tonight. It's the science of storytelling by Wolf Storm, And yes, this is. And to be honest, I thought this book would be geared more towards writers. But it actually isn't. It is written for psychologists. It's actually written for psychologists and writers, basically, because it's all about neuroscience um, and the cognitive psychology behind storytelling. And even goes into the evolutionary psychology and biological psychology, actually. Yes, I've just read the introduction, but it's still really interesting as it goes into why as a human species we need stories, and what purpose they serve, and just some really, really interesting bits, so I really, really recommend that, and that's available on all the usual places, places, and then uh, the only other thing that I wanted to mention was clinical psychology, the audiobook has been recorded, it should be edited and released in the next few weeks, it would definitely be done by the end of, yes, by the end of the year, because, because I really, really enjoyed that audiobook, but because I've not recorded an audiobook for a good few months, probably about three months, I actually forgot how long how long they took <laughs> to record. Yeah, but it's really a great audiobook and I really enjoyed it. And as always, I always I love that to know your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. So you can always contact me by email, conorwhitely.net. You can always leave a comment on the show notes at... ConnorWiley.net and you can always tweet me on Twitter at whitely. and as always I love to hear from you all. And today's episode has been sponsored by my free ebook What is a Psychology and the reason why this is the sponsor for today's episode is because I had a cover update and I think the cover is beautiful. I mean I mean even if you own the book right now I would say go Back on the book source and just like look at the new covers. I think it's honestly, I think the cover is amazing. I just absolutely love it. Okay, so but the reason why I love uh, what is a psychology is that it's an amazingly well-reviewed book, which I'm really pleased with. Uh, but it's also a great introduction to psychology, like for example, like positive psychology, it goes into all the different approaches, for example, the psychodynamic. Uh, Cognitive, biological, positive, and like all the other different approaches to like psychology, and also it goes into extracts and like what is like each subfield of like psychology. For example, what's a biological psychology? What's global mental health? What's um yeah, well, like what is the psychology of human relationships? Hell, what is health psychology? And it goes in so many great areas. I really, really love this book, and people have found it so beneficial. And I'm really glad. And it is a free ebook that I'm really pleased with that. So if you want that book, it is what is psychology available on all of the major ebook platforms like Amazon, Kobo, Google Play, etc. And it is free. So I really, really recommend this book, and I just love it, especially the new cover. Okay, so that's enough for the personal update. Let's move into the content part of today's episode. Moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about how social media can benefit us. Because I know within psychology, social psychology, etc. Social media has a lot of stuff wrong with it. And because of that... We can complain about it quite a lot, but social media also has a lot of great benefits. So I definitely want to give quite a positive episode that has nothing to do with abnormal psychology. Yes, this I just wanted to really focus on just to give people a bit of good news. Because if you're in the UK, you will fully understand why I want to give a bit of positive news. (laughs) Especially because at the time of recording, yesterday, we found out what tiers we were in because of COVID. I'm in tier three, it turns out. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm like accepting it. My family isn't impressed whatsoever, but at the end of the day, what can you do? And just hope these vaccines come out a lot sooner rather than later. Okay, so we're moving on to today's episode then. Social media has three main benefits, so that's what we're going to look at now. So for starters, validation, immediate and large-scale validation. So, this I completely understand, and this is what I think is great about social media, because when we've achieved something, or when we want validation immediately, because it's who we are, humans want to be validated, we can quite simply take a photo, we can post it, and then people can see us, meaning that they can give us likes, comments, etc. And this is all social validation, meaning we feel good, because we've achieved something quite massive, and something really good, we don't want to have to go around and see tons of people and tell them again and again and again because cause if you've achieved something like 3-4 days ago and then you tell someone, then you're not going to be as excited. But if you can do something and then immediately tell people, then that makes you feel so much better. I know that because this is actually two things. So when episode 61 came out with our brilliant guest, J.F. Petten, I pretty much immediately, well, no, actually, it was a few hours later. And what I did was that as soon as that interview came out, I posted it on my private Facebook stuff, like just my friends and family can I see it. And I got so many likes and so many great comments. That I know was completely like um, boasting and everything, but I felt good because I felt validated because tons of people liked it and, and I got some great comments. And yes, I know that's sad, but again, uh, I wanted to be validated and. Chances are, is that is that like you've done like different stuff for that because like you want to be like validated. Like for example, like if you had like your nails done, then you might want to like take a picture of your nails just so people can say that they look good, etc. So like if you are like son or daughter, but like they do like something good, or like if they like achieve like something, then like, you might want to post it on like Facebook or like Twitter, like, etc. But like just so people can give them validation, you know, by saying like well done. So another one is appreciation. So, as human beings, we love to be appreciated. I think today's episode really highlights how egotistical we are as humans, which I just think is, like, quite funny. But as humans, we love to be appreciated, and we also love to show appreciation for it, which is what I think social media is actually rather brilliant, because if there's a person, like, if there's a fellow author, or if there's a company that I want to show my appreciation for, then I go on Twitter and I say, um... Thank you, X, because, I really don't know, but like, oh, yes, actually, like, I thought, for example, like, when I tweet, like, Joanna Petner, yeah, well, like, I do that to, to show my appreciation, and I feel good for showing my appreciation, because I know that she really deserves it, because she does some, like, great work, and she really helps um authors and writers, which I think, is, yeah, which I think is great, but, Something else that I love about appreciation is that it goes two ways. Like because she sends some really good messages like back, like um, "thank you, Connor. and like when I, um, I tweeted about my new audio booth and I like tagged her in it, and like as she said, like "you're the master of like taking action, Connor, which is well I like because I like, whenever she gives like, advice, I tend to immediately do it. So um, in a short, social media is great for appreciation, and because. We are able to give appreciation really quickly to people who might need it because, like, these are companies. And also, I would never meet these fellow authors or these fellow people because they tend to live in other countries. They tend to live hours away. So I should never meet them. Because of social media, I can show my appreciation to people halfway across the globe. And that's the great thing about social media. Okay, so the last one is crowdsourcing. This is my favourite reason. So I'm a part of two major author groups and the chances are is that, um, you that you're that you a part of them, like psychology groups, or even your friends and family, this one does fall under. So crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing I think is absolutely brilliant because if you need an idea, if you have a question, you can just go on social media, type in your question and then you will, yes, and then you can just post it to like, example, like in these two major author, like Facebook groups, I can post a question about book marketing, publishing, writing, etc. And I tend to get hundred, no, well, not quite hundred, but I tend to get tens of like responses because people want to help you. And the great thing about this um, crowdsourcing though is without social media, I would either have to spend hours on, you know, yeah, like hours online trying to find it, or I would never be able to know what the answers, or I would have to email with people. And that takes time, but social media, you can find out the answers to questions a lot easier, which I think is a really good. So like in the terms of like friends and a family, like if you have a question, yeah, like a question, or like if you want to tell like people like something, or if you have an idea, then you can quite simply post it to your Facebook friends or Twitter followers, etc. And then all of a sudden. You I can get answers and you I can see what other people think, like, is it a good idea, etc. And that can be really, really powerful. So I really hope that you've right enjoyed today's episode and I really hope that you can start to see that Social media does have some great benefits, but yes, social media does have problems. And I think it's our jobs that we just need to be careful. And as people interested in psychology, then it's our job to help people use social media right just so it benefits them. It doesn't harm them. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I would really appreciate it if you were now someone who would like the podcast, if you can please tell them about it. So have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhiteley.net And if you want a free eight book psychology box set, then please go to conorwhitely.net. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.